0: whatever we do in life to be the best at it he's like even if you're a ditch digger be the best ditch digger there is welcome to running is cheaper than therapy podcast i am your host dr wita l brown i inspire and promote movement i explain How running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 90. So, today is the last episode of season five. I again. I thank everyone who listens, supports my podcast. I thank my editors. I thank my brother for assisting me with some um, video clips. I thank my friends who listen and provide input. I thank all of my guests, past, present, future. So today, I want to talk about an interesting subject. Homecoming. Returning home. About a week ago, this is pre-recorded, I attended Florida A&M, Agricultural Mechanical Universities, homecoming. And those who know me and those who actually listen to my podcast know I am a lover of all things florida a and i A&M. I'm proud of my college. I thank God that he blessed me and saw it fit. For me to attend FAMU because it truly changed my life. A little background and you're like, what, what are we talking about? This is uh running is cheaper than therapy. I'm running podcasts or um, podcasts based on endurance sports. But my podcast is based on endurance sports movement. But not only movement or sports In their original forms. But from a mental wholeness aspect. How running adds to life. How sports adds to life. How they not only add to physical. But mental well-being. So that's where I kind of want to go today. It'll make more sense as I continue along. But back to Florida. And University. So I graduated from high school many years ago. I am from a small town called Brookhaven, Mississippi. Which is about. Point five minutes from Jackson, Mississippi; two hours from New Orleans. My mother, who went to Southern University, which we actually play this weekend, Florida M does. My dad went to Tennessee State University, and then I left Tennessee State to go to the military. My brother is a proud graduate of Jackson State University, as well as my sister-in-law. So when I was growing up, I knew I wanted to go to a historically black college and university hbcu so my mother was a career counselor which is how i found out about physical therapy because initially i didn't know what it was so i volunteered did some physical therapy hours you needed for admission and i needed to learn about it i wanted to be a doctor but i didn't know if i want to be in school forever so i picked a career related to science after reading a book from my mother's office about physical therapy so after i was sold on physical therapy i had to find a school so only howard university in florida and m university at that time were the only two schools that had a physical therapy program at that time they were all bs programs a bachelor's science now they're all doctorate programs but howard was too far away from mississippi so that was Not a possibility. Dillard University in New Orleans did have a program where you spent two years in New Orleans and then you transferred to Howard. Florida A&M had a full program. So when I was doing my college assessment, I went to Dillard, which is two hours away. And one of my best friends was going too, so we were going to be roommates. So I got accepted into Dillard. I got accepted into Florida A&M. So I went to a program that's called TOPS, which is Early Orientation. So at Tops, I fell in love with fam. You it was so much fun. Like the students, the campus, we stayed up all night. I met actually one of my friends, Michelle Brown, which is also a physical therapist. We've been friends since 1991. We met at Tops, and we both had that in common. And we both are. Uh, she's a snowboarder, I'm a skier, but we both love snow sports. I met her. I met some of my other friends that I'm friends with today 30 years later so tops made me decide that Florida a was a place for me to go to college and it was only about a seven seven and a half hour drive so I can get there easily versus Howard was a bit far and I felt comfortable driving that far by myself and my parents could come see me they were older so it was easy for me to get to me in Florida versus if I went to Howard. So I chose Florida A&M University and Florida A&M University again it changed my life not only did I learn a lot and it's, it's just funny it's just inside um my colors are orange and green I remember when I went initially I bought a sweatshirt at the bookstore and I bought it black because I didn't like orange and green I hate to say that now. Now I love both colors. But anyway, I went to FAMU. I met friends who were like lifelong friends today. I flourished. I mean, I always was smart. I always, but I had to study. I remember my first test, biology test. I called my mom and said, oh my God, that's like the hardest test. They asked questions about stuff under the captions, which I really didn't pay attention to. So I had to learn how to be a more in-depth or thorough as far as my studies. And what I loved about Florida a was the teachers actually cared about you. If you didn't come to class, they actually paid attention. One of my biology teachers, which everyone thought was so mean, she wasn't mean. She actually cared about our students and she wanted them to be disciplined and, and learn the information. I remember I went to her office, I think maybe after my first test, because my mother always taught me. You get to know the teachers and if you have any issues any questions like go talk to them so they'll know your name so I went to talk to her and she was actually nice and very helpful so I realized that things aren't always what they seem people saw her as mean and not caring but she actually cared but sometimes in order to succeed in life you need people in your life who are tough on you who want you to be the best for you to excel because life is hard and people out in the world sometimes they don't care about you but faculty students they cared about you at Florida a and and I remember Dr. Strickland I saw his son James at homecoming he was my comparative anatomy teacher I loved him he loved his job and he would tell he loved teaching and I learned a lot in that class You though it was hard I took it in summer school it was hard but I learned a lot And I always loved Dr. Strickland. I always went to see him when I came back for homecoming. He passed away. And I remember another one of my professors, Dr. Anderson. His son was also um, in class with me. He taught algebra. I don't remember. I mean, I probably maybe can do algebra now. But it's not like something I have to do on a regular basis. But I learned a lot of life skills from him. He used to sit in class. And I remember one day, people didn't show up. It was like maybe... The week of homecoming or the week before homecoming. And like no one showed up to class. So he was going off about people that basically need to show up and be responsible. And how we need to be excellent. One of our mottoes in Florida and is excellence with caring. He gave us this long speech about whatever we do in life to be the best at it. He's like, even if you're a ditch Digger be the best ditch digger there is. And I remember him giving us these life lessons and I carry them with me away from Florida A and M University. I remember Doctor Bell, may he rest in peace. This was the semester after I pledged and I was dog tired trying to pass my finals i Shut up for my exam. Maybe I looked like I was about to die or something, but he looked at me. He said, do you want to take your test later? I was like, no, let me get it out of the way. But the fact that he cared enough (laughs) to offer that to me meant a lot. And I miss Dr. Bell. He, again, is no longer with us. Um, May he rest in peace. But he instilled a lot. Many of my teachers instilled a lot of just being excellent. And... I also mentioned my dean, who was also my soror. She cared about me. Well, it's not just about how I was doing in my physical grade class. If I had some issues with financial aid, if I had issues with my car, like when I didn't show up in class, I'm thinking about another present for professor at Florida A&M, Tracy A., who was my soror as well. She cared about it. She was um an older student at the time, but she cared And she still cares. The reason I want to talk about homecoming going home. So, I went to homecoming last Thursday. And when I go out of town, it's always extra work from my professional aspect. And I try to get my workouts in. So, when I'm out of town, I won't feel bad. Like, oh, I missed the bike. So, I'm not taking my bike to homecoming. Or I missed a swim, which I actually was supposed to swim when I was there. But... So I'm tired and always never, I never get enough sleep before I got to town. Packing, um, and then as soon as we got there, party Thursday night, Friday, communication, Good Morning America was on campus. Day party, step show. There was a party after that as well. Saturday, we have what's called Studio DST, which is um, a get together for Deltas who pledged the Beta Alpha chapter at FAMU. And tailgating game, we sing at the theta again, sorority, my delta sigma theta. We swing on the theta, and then after that, to another party, and then the weekend's over. So it's a lot to do, but actually, still recovering because every time I got tired, I don't get enough sleep. I feel like crap when I come home with either cold symptoms, fatigue, and then I'm sore because I really got some dancing in, which is. Work my quads, my calves, my feet, and I also actually ran when I was there. I did my workouts, so my legs are still like lead. In season five, we will continue the segment as the doc If you have any questions related to musculoskeletal health, please email me, send me a message via social media, or click on my website. And leave an audio message. Select messages will be answered on the segment. A homecoming, although it's tired and I'm paying for it now, it's, it's a rejuvenation. It's going home. It's reminiscent of those times, those professors, Dr. Bennett, Dr. Strickland, Dr. Bell, Dean Beck. Reminiscing with my line sisters. I didn't grow up having sisters, so I have my best friends who I consider my sister, my cousins, like the twins who used to come take care of me all the time when I was a kid. I used to do, take me to swim lessons and did my hair, which is a whole nother story. I have my line sisters, which I love dearly. Friends from freshman year, I mentioned my friend Michelle Brown. Friends I used to kick it with from day one. Friends who had my back going to homecoming, rekindles those relationships, and During COVID 2020, 2021, where we're in social isolation, me being living by myself and being single, it's like, I miss that socialization. I miss the hugs. I miss the closeness. So every time I get a chance to be around that social interactions, people I love, people I want to give a hug to, I don't pass on it because it feeds my spirit. It fills me up. People say that people who graduated from high school are a cult. We just love each other and we realize that life is hard and the world is hard and you get beat down and put down and, and there's nothing like coming home where people, if you up, people love you, people encourage you, people know your greatness, <laughs> see your greatness and see where you come from and see where you've gone and just nurture that and just love that. And then. The parties are nice, too. I mean, I don't party all the time. And for people who do it, it me, nothing wrong. But partying with people that you know and just dancing because, like, I'm an active person. So that was part of my workout. So there's nothing like homecoming. And, you know, I don't really, like I said, I don't really party. I don't really drink. It's just the people, the bond, the camaraderie that give me life. And it's kind of hard to put into words that feeling that I come home with this, like I can conquer the world. I'm full. I'm I'm ready to face whatever challenge I have in life. So, and how I'm equating this is to endurance sport. Sometimes through the grind, the everyday, getting up early, into the pool. You're getting on your bike the trainer you running either on the boring treadmill which i try not to do or you're going outside in the cold weather in chicago you're getting up early because you want to get out the way because you may have a work obligation a family obligation you're trying to fit it all in and while the training the racing it gives you life sometimes it kind of takes things away too yeah, may not get as much sleep as someone else. Sometimes your body may get beat down and sometimes you get sick because you don't get enough rest because you're doing so much work, life, family, training for a race or just, it's a part of your lifestyle, the training. You might not even have a race, but it's part of your lifestyle and being healthy, being fit and part of your, maybe your social circles as well. So sometimes in the midst of the grind, You need something that kind of grounds you, something that fills you, something that brings you back and gives you life and makes you smile and makes you be the best version of you. (laughs) Happy, healthy, confident, vibrant. And what I'm saying is that sometimes you need to find that, like I find that in homecoming. I find that. And then some of my tra- I travel all the time though, but I find that say at the summit where I ski, that's kind of our ski homecoming. I find that rejuvenation there. I find that when I go out of town and see people that I've known for years, and they could be rattlers or they could be other people I've connected with, which I consider better family. That gives me life. So maybe for say a runner. A triathlete, maybe that may be a big race. It could be, I know a, a lot of people come to Chicago for the Chicago track A lot of people run the SIGDA, the, the majors are at the, Atlanta, they have the race. Others, a lot of running races that are meetups, that can be quote unquote your homecoming. Why are you going to do a race that you find? A life. You find fulfillment in just being around your people. <laughs> your people that have your back. Your people that encourage you. And maybe for a triathlete, it could be a race as well. It could be, say, a Fast Chicks, which is a a group I had um, Colonel Yvonne Spencer on, who uh, started Fast Chicks to empower women. It could be going to a Fast Chicks meetup. It could be going to a Fast Chicks training um, destination camp that they're having i'm also a member of team zoo they have a training camp as well it could be a big Ironman race with a lot of people and you may not even be racing like me last 2021 20, i was supposed to do tulsa for example and i couldn't race because i had surgery and i still was in I remote but i went anyway because i wanted to be around my tri-family I was selfish, even though I'm cheering and helping them out. They gave me life, and they helped motivate me to want to get back out there so I can race. Racing also gives me life. And also, one of my buddies, one of my ski buddies lives there. So, that connection helps me. I haven't done a big race since 2019. It's 2022. About to be the end of it. In the midst of that... I've had two knee surgeries and a lot of other stuff going on with work and life and racing gives me life. It pours into me and I haven't had that. So I've had to find, say, my fulfillment, my some motivation, some connections, other ways, whether it be cheering on a race, going to the fast chicks meetup. Which I did this year at 3 Just going on group rides with people. Because a lot of times. Like doing COVID. That was taken away. Because you know. We had to socially isolate. I was on my trainer. So it's something about the connections. I know a lot of people participate in sports. For different reasons. And the reason. If you know my story. I started running. Was initially to lose weight. But then I found that. It filled my spirit. And the people that I met became my family, my lifeline, my United Nations. Well, Uche, which is another past um, podcast guest, was the leader of United Nations. They gave me life. They helped me become a long-distance runner. And when I had other issues, when I had to move out of my place. I think that place caught on fire. Tina, one of the United Nations runners, helped me move. When I had surgery, and someone to take me to the hospital. Tina helped me out. When, right before I moved, I had a gone away party by the whole crew. Before, there was a big presence at the raggae, a marathon with the raggae runners. We went to uh, Jamaica, Team United Nations, and that was one of the best vacations I had. It's Something about the bond that you have with like-minded athletes, it means a lot. So as I talk about homecoming, as I talk about the feeding your spirit, as I talk about sports, and not from just a performance aspect, but from a wholeness aspect, I admonish you to find what feeds your spirit. Find joy in your sport. If it's not fun, you might as well not do it. You shouldn't be miserable running, biking, swimming, or whatever it is that you choose to do as an outlet. It should be joyous, and you should find joy in it. Sometimes you need to step back and figure out what feeds you and do that? It may not be just trying to get a PR on every workout, get a PR on every race, but by connecting with those people out there with you, by volunteering, by helping someone else who might be new to the sport, each one teach one. But find your passion, find your joy, find something that will make this. A lifelong endeavor even say when you get to the point where you may not say you may not can, can run anymore you get to a certain point in your life there's always the aqua bike say you may not be able to do full distance races anymore There's still sprints Say you may not be able to run but you can power walk I mean there's so many things out there there's possibilities and there are different things out there so you can have a lifelong a commitment So I hope this has been inspirational to you and I hope that you find whatever it is out there that gives you joy because we all need a little joy in this world. Again, this is the last episode of season five. Stay tuned. I am gonna take some time between season five and season six. Happy holidays and stay tuned for more Running is Cheaper than therapy that wraps up this episode of running is cheaper than therapy podcast thank you for tuning in if you already haven't please download running is cheaper than therapy podcast on apple spotify or however you listen to your favorite podcasts if you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email run it, it's cheaper, and Therapy, O L B, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's run it, it's cheaper, and Therapy Omaha Love Brown, at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life, We Love, o u r Life, O U I Love. Thank you, and please tune in again.